Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Funky Pharmacist Podcast. This is Sarah, and I'm here again today with Dr. Nicole Morris, and we're going to talk a little bit about what she does and what a naturopath is and all of the things under that umbrella. So what is a naturopathic doctor? Yeah, thanks for having me again, Sarah. It's good to be here and chat with you again. It's a pleasure, as always. Uh, If you have or haven't listened to the podcast that we did last week, I explained a little bit about my history and how I got to naturopathic medicine, and I'm really excited to come to you guys today and share what is a naturopath, what actually do I do every day? Um, So so that's great. So naturopathic, naturopathic doctors are experts in natural medicine. So essentially, we complete the same or very similar uh, for your education that you would in conventional medical school to become a medical doctor or DO. We go through rigorous anatomy and physiology, biochemistry, pathophysiology, uh, the ins and outs of all of those. At the same time that we are studying everything that you would learn in a conventional classroom, we are also learning the holistic modalities. So we are learning how to use herbs and homeopathy and hydrotherapy, so many more tools that, that I'm not even mentioning in that list. It's immense. But what I love most about my education, because I can learn all of those modalities on my own outside of the classroom, right? But the way that we were taught to think, I, I believe, is different, very different than what the way that a conventional uh, student is trained. So instead of... Uh, being presented with a case from a client and saying, okay, this person is experiencing acid reflux. What medication can I give them to make the symptom of their acid reflux go away? Instead, I think the other way. This client is coming to me with acid reflux. What's causing their acid reflux? And if we just fix that, we won't have acid reflux anymore. So is it because of the amount of coffee that they're drinking? Is it because they have a hiatal hernia? What is the ideology or the cause of the acid reflux? When we figure that out, then we can really help the person to heal, right, instead of suppressing that. If we give them a medication to suppress the heartburn, then they're going to be deficient in their B vitamins, and then they're going to have neuropathy because they're deficient in their B vitamins. So then they're going to be put on a pharmaceutical because they have neuropathy, which is numbness and tingling in the extremities, so hands and feet. And we just go down this rabbit hole of, like, never-ending Uh, continuation of applying drugs. So, uh, like I said, my goal is to go backwards and think, what caused that and how can I help them heal from that? And I think uh, Sarah and I may have plans to chat about this in a little bit more detail in another uh, podcast, but oftentimes um, when I'm working with someone, and we'll talk about this a little bit more in the show too, but uh, it's the mental, emotional things that manifest in those physical ways in the body. So if someone comes in with acid reflux or whatever it is, headaches, you know, I'm always digging to help them figure out what was the thing uh, that happened in your mental, emotional space, whether it's childhood or adulthood, that is manifesting that way in your body. So uh, just another example of a different way that I was trained to think through uh, naturopathic medicine. I love it. It's what I do. It's my jam. It's awesome. It's good. It's root cause is where it's at from all the years in corporate pharmacy. I've seen exactly what she just said. The person gets put on omeprazole and then gabapentin. And then before you know it, they're on nine prescription drugs. It's depleting all sorts of things and they don't feel good. And it's where it leads. Certainly. And, and another thing that I do as a naturopath is we're going to talk a little bit more about licensing and what I am and I'm not allowed to do in Michigan where we are right now in a licensed state. But 
just because someone's on pharmaceutical drugs does not mean that I don't work with them. In fact, most of the people that I work with come to me with a laundry list of pharmaceuticals that they're on. So my goal in working with people that are on pharmaceuticals is to say, okay, how can we support your body and replenish your body and give you back the nutrients that the pharmaceuticals have depleted and wasted so that we can prove to your prescriber, your primary care physician or the cardiologist, whoever that may be, that you have in fact changed your life, supported your foundations of healing and being a healthy individual and vitality, and now prove you are now over-medicated. So now would be a good time to go back to your prescriber and ask them to decrease your medication or help you get off of it. So I help a lot of people uh, reclaim their lives so their prescriber can discontinue their pharmaceuticals. That's awesome. Uh, let's get into a little bit about your background and your training. Yeah, so I completed uh, naturopathic medical school at the National University of Natural Medicine in Portland, Oregon. Some of the best years of my life living in Portland. I deeply, <laughs> deeply miss Portland. Uh, so that's where I went to, to uh, naturopathic medical school. Uh, while we are in medical school, we do a lot of our own preceptorships that we seek out. So this gives us the opportunity to learn from other physicians uh, the kind of medicine that we want to practice. And that's one thing that I also love about naturopathic medicine is there's no rule book written for us, right? So in the conventional world, there are a lot of algorithms that are followed. And if someone comes to you with this, you do that. Um, and, and that's not to knock the practitioner. A lot of that's controlled by the insurance company, and they don't have a choice, right? Like, they know you don't want to get slapped with a $2,000 bill for this test because we ran an MRI before an ultrasound or a CT before an ultrasound. So they're um, following suit, basically what the insurance companies tell them to do. Uh, but those robots aren't written for naturopaths that don't accept health insurance, essentially. So that gives me the ability to use the tools that I prefer to use and have expertise with and the tools that I think will benefit the individual client that I'm working with at the time. So in my training and the preceptorships that I chose to do outside of the classroom, I received a lot of training in homeopathy. That's one of my main modalities that I love to use is homeopathy. And I think we can talk a little bit more about that either today or different episode, uh, whatever Sarah feels is best. But um, so I use a lot of homeopathy. I've done a lot of work with children, um, especially children with uh, neuroatypical conditions. So uh, sensory processing disorder, autism, children with Down syndrome, uh, pans or pandas, a whole list of things. So I've done a lot of training there. Um, and I'm part of the Naturopathic Medicine Institute, which is an organization of naturopaths that are fully 100% committed to maintaining the roots of true traditional naturopathic medicine and practicing the way that our ancestors or our elders taught us to practice, which truthfully isn't necessarily something that you are going to find in conventional medicine or conventional naturopathic school. So um, we'll talk a little bit about how all naturopaths aren't um, created equal and all naturopath, all licensed naturopaths don't practice the same way. And, and that's the beauty of naturopathic medicine, right? We learn all these modalities, all these tools, but we get to use what resonates with us and what is going to resonate with the client that we're working with in the moment best. So um, that's just a little bit about how our, our training um, defines itself. So like I said, I went to NUNN in Portland, Oregon, one of uh, six licensed or six accredited naturopathic universities in, in North America. 
So that's where I did my training. The Association of Accredited Naturopathic Medical Colleges is who accredits the naturopathic universities in North America. Okay, so I know there's a lot of um, folks around here, and I genuinely don't know the difference uh, in credentials. So what makes your schooling and maybe some other folks' schooling that may be going by naturopathic doctor different? I think it's extremely important to point this out, because as we've said before in this podcast, you have to be very careful who you trust your health with. Yeah, certainly. I think that's a really good question and a point that you bring up, Sarah, is not all states are licensed for naturopathic medicine. So licensure is determined for naturopaths on a state-by-state basis. And about half of our states in, in the U.S. are licensed to some degree. So every state that is licensed has different regulations that they follow. So Oregon, where I was trained, has the largest scope of practice. Essentially, in the state of Oregon, we can do pretty much everything but admit patients in that state to the hospital. So that is hopefully going to change soon. But we can write pharmaceuticals. We can write some narcotics. We can do minor surgery. We can do everything that your primary care physician would do for you in the state of Oregon. Now, if you go down to Colorado, uh, even in California, I might not have their laws exactly correct, but they can touch their, their patients, they can diagnose, they can uh, treat their patient, but there are pharmaceuticals that they can't prescribe. They can order labs and imaging, but they can't prescribe pharmaceuticals. So that's just an example of how every state's licensure is different. Another one of the tools that we learned is, is naturopathic manipulation. So not the same as what a chiropractor would do, but similar. And in some states, we're allowed to do that. In other states, we're not allowed to do that. So in Michigan, we're an unlicensed state, which means there's no regulatory body here that tells us what we can and cannot do. We cannot act as a physician, technically. So I don't call the people that I work with patients. I refer to them as my clients, which I prefer to do anyways because I don't think people resonate with being a patient. They resonate with being a in controlling who is helping them uh, reach their health goals. I don't uh, give them a diagnosis. I don't give them a, a treatment per se. I will give them advice based on the most up-to-date research uh, when I'm making my suggestions. I do not um, accept insurance, which I never will, and I'm really happy with that, and I don't have a single client that I think would like it any other way because I'm not following the instruction of anyone else. I'm doing what is best for my client. I'm meeting them where they are, and I'm helping them reach their goals uh, in that present moment without the pressure of an insurance company telling me what to do. So I do order labs sometimes. Uh, if I order labs, people pay out of pocket for them. But there are also so many wonderful primary care physicians in our area uh, that I have good relationships with, and, and they, they help me out, honestly. I can send people to them, and they will uh, see them as a patient and draw labs, and insurance covers them, and everyone's happy, and it's great. So um, that's just a little bit of the things that we are allowed to do as naturopaths here in Michigan and, and aren't allowed to do. And with that, because we don't have licensure and we don't have a governing body so much here in Michigan, there are several individuals who can claim to be naturopathic doctors. There's, there's no regulation over that. Anybody can call themselves a naturopathic doctor in the state of Michigan. Uh, and a lot of people do that have not, in fact, received a doctorate education. They may have completed an online program. They may have completed a 
weekend program uh, where they have learned some of these tools, but they have not had the in-depth training of biochemistry and pathophysiology and disease and things like that. They may have just learned some of the, the modalities that we work with and, and again, maybe not the same depth that you learn them in conventional medical, or I'm sorry, in naturopathic medical school in a licensed, accredited school. So that's something to keep in mind. Now in other states where there is licensure, they don't have this issue that we have here because unless you have graduated from an accredited naturopathic college, you cannot call, you legally cannot call yourself an ND or a naturopathic doctor or a doctor of naturopathic medicine or use any of those terms. So only sharing this because it's something to be aware of. And in our state here, we do have a lot of individuals that are practicing some sort of naturopathic care that don't have the same credentials and the same experience and the same education. And that's not to say that these are all bad people, right? Like these people are probably help, helping a lot of people too, and that's great. Um, but there are more risks that come with not having that solid foundation of basic medicine behind you uh, in the expertise and the mentors and uh, other people on your team, I guess you could say. Yes. So again, we've said it before. We're going to say it again. Make sure you're careful who you trust your health with. Make sure it's okay to ask, where did you go to school? What are your credentials? For, sure. for the people that have put the time in and went through, um, they're going to tell you. And for the people that didn't, they're going to tell you. And, you know, maybe that person that didn't has other backgrounds. You know, like Nicole said, we're not here to we're not here to judge anybody else that's out there doing it. We're just here to point out, be careful. Um, there's a lot of people out there that call themselves doctor. Yeah. And I think um, that you make you make a really good point there, Sarah. I appreciate when people ask me, uh, what are your credentials? Where did you study? What doctors have you worked with? Because that tells me like, oh, they actually really care and they're careful and um, they're gonna be compliant <laughs> because they're really attentive to the detail here. And I appreciate that. Yeah, we have to be our own, our own best health advocates for sure. So what would a typical visit with you be like? Uh, what's the main difference between you and, you know, if I wanted to go to my, my nurse practitioner? Yeah, certainly. That's a great question. I love to share with people what working with me looks like. Uh, so I'm here on several Wednesdays of the week. It's been a little crazy right now with our current pandemic state. Um, but the other two days of the week, on uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm in my office uh, just a couple of times over. My office is in a house. It's cozy. People come in and they want to take their shoes off because that's what you feel like you should do when you go to someone's house, right? Is take your shoes off. Um, and so I've created an atmosphere that is, is warm and welcoming and cozy. Um, so a first visit with me, uh, typically before the first initial visit, we'll do a 15, 20, sometimes 30 minute uh, free initial consult where I just really spend time getting to know the client in letting them know a little bit more about my practice to make sure that we're a good fit. I never want to take money from somebody and tell them that I can help them if, in fact, I really don't think that I can. That's not an ethical move um, on my part. So I like to get to know people a little bit before we decide that we're going to be a good fit in working together. So uh, we do that, and then typically we will schedule an initial consult. Initial consults are usually two and a half to three hours, which is a lot, and I, I don't think there's probably very many people out there that can say they've ever sat with their doctor for two and a half to three hours at one time, uh, but my clients all do, and the reason for that is 
I really like to get to know the people that I'm working with, and the better that I get to know you, the better that I can serve you and help you reach your health goals, right? So while I do, in fact, want to know a lot about your health history and your physical ailments, I even more so want to know you as a person. So I spend about 30, 40 minutes uh, just getting to know the person. I will ask them, tell me about your childhood. What kind of student were you? Did you feel loved in childhood? Tell me about going to college. Did you go to college? No? Okay, that's cool. Why not? Uh, what kind of jobs did you have? Tell me about your relationships. Do you like to travel? What's your favorite kind of weather? Do you run hot and cold? What's your favorite food? Uh, what are your fears? Do you like animals? If you were really mad right now, what would I see? Are you the person that just like comes into yourself and will go high? Or are you the person who is like throwing things across the room, right? So all of that information helps me to better serve you because I'm able to know what kind of person you are. So um, in your personality and things like that. And that's where homeopathy comes in. One of the modalities that I use is just really trying to, to map out the personality of the, of the person. So um, we, we spend a lot of time doing that. And I will give the basic foundations of health when I'm initially meeting with somebody. So we'll talk about sleep, stress, the basics of food, exercise, um, some things that they can implement into their life when they walk out my door. But I usually take about a week to curate my suggestions for them so that I have well thought out, well researched recommendations when I present them to somebody. So um, that's what a first visit looks like with me. Uh, I do offer hydrotherapy in my office, which is the use of hot and cold water to move blood and lymph in the body. Uh, we do have a sine wave machine, it's kind of like a TENS unit, uh, if you're familiar with that. So um, that's another service that we offer, and we do that in, in programs with people. So that gives you a little glimpse of what it's looking like. And from there, follow-up visits aren't quite as long, 45 minutes to an hour, uh, sometimes not even that. So it's the first visit that's so lengthy. Okay. Uh, I guess the other question would be, I guess that kind of covers what makes you different, but is there anything else that makes your particular practice different? Yeah, I, I like that question. I think there's a lot that makes my, my naturopathic practice different. So I refer to myself as a vitalist, and that goes back to my association with the Naturopathic Medical Institute, or I'm sorry, the Naturopathic Medicine Institute. So vitality is your body's internal grit, strength, ability to be strong and withstand the stressors that come your way, whether um, that stressor is like actually stress or it's a virus or maybe you went out and you ate a hamburger and fries, whatever that stress is coming at you, if you have, if your vital force is strong, you can withstand those things. So, so that's kind of where I come with, um, referring to myself as a vitalist. It's just really trying to encourage strong foundations of healing for people. And I think that would be um, something great for us to talk about one day too, is the foundations of health and, and how that works. But uh, I think that my practice is different from a lot of naturopaths, especially in the state. Um, just given the amount of time that I spend working with people, um, I don't work in one of the bigger hospital organizations here. And there are a lot of naturopaths that do, and that's wonderful. And they do great work in it. They're my colleagues and friends with a few of them, um, but they are still kind of governed by the hospital system, and I'm not, and I love that. So I get again, I get to go back and use the modalities that I like to use, and just really getting to know the person that I work with and trying to help people get off their pharmaceuticals. And there, there are a lot of naturopaths out there that are using those those tools as part of their toolkit, and that's okay. That's how their practice works, but it's just not how mine works. So.
We can appreciate that. We're, we're all a little funky. That's yeah. the name of this. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think we covered a lot of that. Do you have any cases that you'd like to share with people? Um, a little bit of what you've been able to, to help with and a little bit of what you see? Yeah, cases. That's a great question. I think people love to, to hear about cases. Hmm, where do we go? Okay, let's see. Uh, I seem to have become an expert in anxiety, panic, and depression since I opened my practice, which isn't a way that I thought that I was going to go, but it's just kind of how, how the cards have fallen, and, and I love the people that I work with, so it's wonderful. Goodness, so many uh, young females, 20, 30-year-olds, that come in with debilitating anxiety. Um, one sweet girl comes to mind having panic attacks in my office the first the first time that I ever met her, and truthfully, I wasn't sure that she was going to come back because... You know, she's having a panic attack in my office, and, and she did, and she's wonderful, and she came back four weeks later, and uh, given the things that we did and the homeopathic remedies that we used, I would say her panic was probably decreased 50% at least in just four weeks. Um, she was having debilitating panic attacks 10 times a day, and she was only having them a couple of times a week, so I guess that's way more than 50% a couple of times a week after just four weeks of working with her. And I still work with her. It's been probably a year that I've been working with her. And the progress that she's made is just mind-blowing that it's the same, the same individual. Um, another third, I don't know, she's probably young, 20 to 20-year-old female comes to mind. Serious panic about death every day. So much panic about dying, about childbirth, things like that. About four weeks later, she reports that her panic is... 75% better in just four weeks from the remedies that we used. Um, what else? I work with a lot of females with menstrual irregularities, hormone issues. Um, I have seen time and time again in four weeks, four weeks is my typical fall time, <laughs> uh, but in four weeks, uh, women reporting that their menstrual bleeding has decreased by 50% and their cramps aren't as bad. Uh, their depression around their menses, PMS is significantly reduce the point of their spouse, you know, commenting on that. Uh, let's see, more cases. I'm working with a 30-ish year old male right now who has suffered uh, significant back injuries from uh, childhood sports and collegiate sports. And he came on a whole gamut of narcotics and pharmaceutical drugs and um, over-the-counter drugs, street drugs, and all kinds of stuff. Um, and I have been working with him for a little under 12 weeks, and the progress that he has made, like, almost brings me to tears. He's um, decreasing his narcotics. He's sleeping through the night. He's not smoking as much anymore. Um, he's not using any street drugs. He's losing weight. He's getting in his steps. He's completely changed his diet. Um, and he, he's in our 12-week program, which is awesome. And, and, you know, I always say to people, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Right, so for every every year of illness, it's probably going to take a month to heal. And for most people, there's been illness since childhood, whether that's emotionally or physically. And so, so that's why I always say like, this is a marathon, not a sprint. This isn't going to happen overnight. I don't have a magic pill for you. And if you do, I'm not the person for you. If that's what you want, I'm not the person for you. Um, it's a slow and steady pro process, but I'm. So honored and excited and happy to support the people that I work with on their journey uh, to wellness and uh, I guess just just the improvements that I've seen in people's lives in the few years that I've been in practice is, is enough to, to keep going full blast. So it's great. We can appreciate that. That's what keeps us going, too, is helping people. Uh, it's amazing to see the results that they get from sometimes just the simplest recommendation all the way 
all the way up into going and seeing you and those visits. So uh, we appreciate you being here. We're definitely, I think we need to dive into homeopathy uh, and some more of the modalities you go through a little bit more in depth. But for today, I think we're going to call it good. Uh, let's tell people how to get a hold of you. Yeah, um, that's wonderful. I'd love to join you again anytime. Uh, yes, let me give you my contact information. So my website is morrisnaturalhealth.com. You can reach me by email at info at morrisnaturalhealth.com. Or you can give my office a call, uh, 586-422-1032. And I'd be so happy to hear from each of you. And what you do, you did mention you offer uh, free consultations, 30-minute consultations? Yes, for anybody that's interested in a working relationship, I do offer a free 15- to 20-minute consultation before your initial visit to make sure that we're a good fit. And I believe that I can help you on your journey. Awesome. And if you don't get any of that, we'll put it in the comments to the to the podcast here, and we can always get you her information as well. You can always reach out to us. So thank you again for being here. It was great. Thanks for having me. Talk to you soon. Yep.